Um, you know what I was thinking? So I have on my Raya profile that I'm a, like one of my job titles is, or I have it set to graphic designer and podcaster. Yeah. And a guy reached out and was like, so should I listen to your podcast? No. <laughs> and, uh, well, I was actually like really proud of last week's episode. So I was like, yeah. uh, if you're interested, we just did an episode on, um, does life imitate art? Does art imitate life? You should check it out. But then I realized if he goes and listens to it, we never introduce ourselves. Oh my God. Yeah. So people like, unless he's watching, obviously like my pictures are on my Raya. And if he's watching the YouTube video, he can like make out who's who. Yeah. But if you're just listening on Spotify and you don't like follow us on Instagram or if you're like new, you don't know who's who. Should we introduce ourselves every time? Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, isn't that weird to like say, hi, I'm Alex. But um, stuff you should know. Like one of my favorite podcasts, they introduce themselves every almost episode. almost every episode. Yeah, hey, it's, it's Chuck. Hey, you know, so like, does my favorite murder. Right. So we should start introducing ourselves. Okay, go ahead. Hey, What's your name? I'm Kristen. Wait, no, <laughs> <laughs> that like actually fucked me up for a second. Just kidding. I'm Alex. A L E X. All right. Is there any? Well, actually, there is other. There ways are to so it. many other ways. Uh, I'm Kristen McAtee. And this is our podcast on Vice. <laughs> it no, feels, feels weird. Weird. Huh? I but I think it's necessary. We're talking to people that we already know. But you're right. No, that's an amazing point. And you're so right. So, hi. Nice to meet you. If you're hi. new here, um, this is a podcast where we just talk about everything. Life. In life. And we, we still don't have that down. When Even when, like, peers ask us, like, so what's your podcast about? We're like, oh. I always say we talk about life womanhood mm-hmm. um shit we're going through recently i've been saying death <laughs> yeah i just i think i just say like everything uh life from our two different perspectives mm-hmm. that's but like the easy that's the easiest way to put it but short yeah form. I mean, every episode is so different but yeah so i'm Hi, alex nice to, nice to meet you guys our our voice i've heard before that mostly from like people we know that our voices are similar oh yeah do you guys get confused when you're listening on Spotify? Like who's saying what? Because sometimes I have to, even when I'm listening to like My Favorite Murder, I have to like, okay, this is Georgia talking. It's probably because it's only audio. Right. Like, like the, your brain is like, whoa, wait, wait, you have to like. Right. Yes. Speaking only to people who listen to audio. I think there's certain things we say that sound alike, but like. Our tone usually matches. Yeah. Or, yeah, just, like, I think more when we're, like, laughing or, like, lighthearted things. But I think when we get into explanations of things, we sound different. Yeah. Because then it's, like, I don't know. It's just, like, a different voice. If you're on visual, the lighting might change a little bit throughout this. Um, We are recording during the day when we usually record at night. So the sun's a moving. The sun is sunning. Um, we have a little bit of a story time for you guys. God. Not not enough to be a full episode, so we just wanted to tell it in the beginning of this before we get into our entries and whatnot. But the other night, we went out. Um, it was our first, like, we got invited to a rooftop party. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. I was like, why were we out? Uh, yeah, it was it was a great night. We we went and got dinner before. So, oh, my God, what was that place called? That was um, so good. Jo- uh, Something in Pas- Jones. Pasquale Jones. I, yeah. I'm probably butchering pa- Pasquale pa- Jones. Yeah. But like it was like it's two. over in Little Italy. It, oh, my God. It was so good. We went there and then, yeah, we got invited to our first rooftop party. That, that was the first time we'd in, been invited to something that was like not a branded event or right. like just a night out at generic bars. Like it was somebody's Like a friend house. hit us up and was like, hey, my friend's throwing a rooftop party. Do yeah. you guys want to come? And <laughs> we pulled it together because uh, that night I would. I remember, like, I at least wanted to stay in. I mean, when do I not want to stay in? But <laughs> we were like, no, we have to go. We have to go. So it was great. We went and we met people there, and we like it was like a cute little rooftop, and it was somebody's birthday, and had a couple of those. What are those drinks? Lover Boys. Yeah, they're so good. Really good. They're so so good. And um, then we were leaving at like twelve thirty. Yeah, it wasn't it really too wasn't late. late. No, we even said we're like let's have like an earlier night. I mean, this is how every story starts, right? <laughs> Let's have an early I night. I dead ass thought we were like about to go home. I mean, me too. We were, but, but we walked past a, a door. It was like cracked open four inches. Like it was like an emergency exit of a bar. It wasn't even the entrance of the bar. 
and they were playing old Drake. Yeah. So what do you do when you walk past somebody playing old Drake? You have to walk inside. And there, it wasn't like it was the front door to a bar. Like it, someone quite literally like left the back op- that back door open to the bar. Yep. So we literally like slid through. We just looked at each other. I was like, go. go, go. <laughs> we slid through, and then we end up in this. It it seemed like it was a back room that was rented out by like a party. Mm-hmm. And we walk through, and we're like definitely getting like faces. Like, oh, those girls definitely just snuck in. Yeah. Uh, but we walk through. First of all, it was packed like yeah. sardines. Walk through. Walk through like another doorway, which ended up being the back entrance of like the main bar where the dj was and we walk through and we look at each other we're like all right let's get one drink one one <laughs> seltzer and we'll leave like yep. we, right we got we got white claws i think we drank white claws no no no, no. they were um high noons high noons high noons yes yeah. okay i like high noons um yeah so one drink and let let's just like chill for a sec the music was good and then we're going home so we're standing there and um i just like Look over and tall, cute boy, tall, cute boy with a mustache. What do you expect me to do? (laughs) Literally, what do you expect me to do? So I look and Alex is like, I know. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so he like he looked at me right away and um, he like waved us over. So we walked over there. He was he was standing next to like two other guys. But um, like, I don't know, like the. It was just like an unspoken exchange. So we walk up to him and he like puts his arm around me and like we're like cheers and introducing each other, whatever. It's so funny because I feel like when we run into these situations, usually after we have that look towards each other, we're like, okay, how do we make our move? But this felt so like effortless. Yes. And the fact that we literally were at the bar, got our drinks and then ended up next to him and his arm was around you like... It just it, happened it so It literally perfectly. just happened. It was kind of crazy. It was. That's a, that's a really good point. You're right. It, it is always us being like, okay, we need to like. Should we get them a drink? What are they like, drinking? All right, they're drinking high noons. Let's go get high noons and then walk over there and then give it to them. Like it's this calculated thing. Yeah. That's an episode in itself. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was just so natural. So it was cool. He was cool and his friends were cool. Alex was chopping up with him too and, or his, his friend, whatever. And, uh. We ended up getting another drink. Um, we were like light buzz. Like we weren't like drunk or anything, but I feel like they were definitely. Yeah, they were definitely drunk. drunk. It seemed like they had like either been out all day or they were because they had like the day drinking tired look, but they were still had like they still had a buzz going. Yeah, they did have those day drinking eyes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so I, it got to a point where like I was sitting, we'll call him Bob. And then we'll call the guy you're talking to Dan, Dan, Bob and Dan. Um, so I'm talking to Bob and we're having like good conversation. Like it, what I, what I love when you meet somebody at a bar is the people that don't just immediately go into like, so like try to just like big, put it on and flirt. Like we were genuinely just like talking. He was cool. Like telling me about um where where he grew up and telling me about like his siblings and we're we've been talking about like our first room trips like super cool conversation whatever and um alex is like right next to us talking to dan and all of a sudden uh, this is my perspective and then alex will obviously give you hers okay yeah uh (laughs) dan and alex stand up and walk towards us and dan like fully like interrupts me and bob and he goes dude you wouldn't believe it she sells potatoes and corn to the the uh the west coast like the whole west side of the nation that's crazy i immediately guys i immediately knew obviously alex was fucking doing a bit with this guy and in my head i'm like oh <laughs> my god because i i could just tell like i first he, of all he what he knew he didn't know you were kidding and i didn't know that he had said this to her oh okay yeah right and so I look at Alex, just, I do the wide eyes and I'm like, drop the bit, drop the bit. And I saw her doing this and I'm like, okay, she wants me to drop it because, uh, she really likes this guy. And like, if she wants to carry on with him, I you obviously gotta, like, can't carry this bit on forever. Like what if they get married? <laughs> um, so I dropped that, but let me take you back to like when me and him started our conversation. So I n- had noticed that you and Bob were like 
really cracking on like you guys were seemed like in a good conversation and I was kind of just like standing there and let me like preface that there was no like attraction to this guy to um Dan the friend Dan I wasn't like there was no flirtatious vibe that generally you were wingmanning I was wingmanning and that's what I like went into wingman mode and I was like okay let's just fucking have fun with it so we like ended up standing next to each other and uh just talking I asked how uh him and Bob met each other and I was like oh yeah me and Kristen have been best friends since elementary school and we got to talking about like why he moved out to New York and what he does for work turns out he 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 like looked at me and was like oh uh I sell potatoes, corn, and onions. And I was like, oh, shit. And I, like, was kind of like, oh, that's kind of crazy. He's like, yeah, I am I sell to every um, every major grocer, gro- grocer on the East Coast. And he was, like, so dead serious about it that I thought he was joking. Like, he was, like, stone cold. Like, one of those people that were so dry yeah. that, like, you couldn't tell. I couldn't tell, but I was like okay is this like a bit and I was like at first I was like oh shit guess what and like I thought I had made it very clear that I was following along with his bit yeah because I was like you'll never believe this I sell uh onions potatoes and corn to every grocer on the west coast (laughs) and like obviously I'm fucking with you right yes and he's like no you don't and I was like yeah I do and um he was like shit and I think that's when he like walked over to you but I didn't catch that he he was talking to you so we just like caught a table right next to you guys and that's when we sat down I obviously like I got your hint to like drop the bit so I didn't continue that much until he like kept talking about it right like now like you're wrapped up in it how do you just right so he was so serious that like you couldn't just be like dude I'm just fucking with you like what right. would happen exactly and he like looked at me and he was like um he's like we're trying to like take over the west coast right now and you're the top you're the top seller and I'm like sitting there like yeah Fuck. what are you gonna do <laughs> and I was like uh you know Jen the head buyer for Whole Foods she invites us over for Thanksgiving every year <laughs> And I was like, how are you going to top that? And he's like, no way. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I'm sitting there, you guys. Obviously, I'm summing this up a lot because it was so, like, intricate and dragged on. Yeah, we were there for, like, a few hours. We, like, this, the specific conversation about, like, us trying to take over the, like, West Coast versus East Coast thing probably went on for, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> and I'm sitting oh, there girl. like, okay, either this guy is, like, really fucking dedicated to the bit and we're like, we're starting to like kind of talk about other things. He was talking about how like, um, we did that thing. We're like, what do you think that guy's doing here? Like he, right. that, that guy showed up in a flamingo shirt and he's like dancing hella funky. Like who, like what's his story? Right. And we did that. And then he started to get like a little like stone cold. He would like point people out and then be like, yeah, if I ever acted like that, my dad would disown me. And I was like, okay, like not in a funny way. And also, I don't know who brought it up first, but we kind of got the hint that like they both made hella money. Oh, because at, uh, we were going to get another round of high noons and there was a there was a point where um, Dan like he didn't like fully pull me aside, but he, you know, kind of nudged to me while you guys were ordering the next round. And he was like, hey, um, I just want you to know, like. I've never seen Bob like act like this with somebody at a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, he's a really great guy. I just like want you to know that I was like, Oh, like, you know, like that's awesome. Like I just, it's, it's nice. Get, I'm, I just wanted to keep it like platonic. And I was like, right. it was, it's nice getting to know the both of you. Like I didn't, it seemed like he was like pitching this man at his fucking wedding. Like it was right. really intense. And he goes, um, yeah, he, you would never believe it, but he's one of the richest men I know. And you just, you would never know. He's so humble. And I was like, oh, like, that's, that's great. Like, you know, whatever. It, it was cut really short, but that's when, that's when I found out, like, okay, like, 
is this a bit are these guys actually like two people one that runs the east coast grocer potato right. thing and this other guy that is the most humble richest man that dan's ever met I, I don't i didn't even know what he did and it got so serious to the point where like i was sitting there at one point and i was thinking like okay i'm wingmanning right now and i'm following along with this bit maybe he thinks like maybe he's doing the same thing and like mm. what if he has a girlfriend and he just wants to like be there for bro yeah and like play along and that's why he just like doesn't give a fuck what kind of story he comes up with right but we, me and you, like, go to the bathroom together. And I think this is when we, fo- like, both kind of looked at each other and we were like, what's going on? What's, this is, this is, this is either, like, really funny or, yeah. like, really weird. Yeah. It, we weren't, like, in danger. It wasn't like a, oh, my God, they're going to slip with something. Like, it wasn't, like, a dangerous feeling. It wasn't scared. It was just, like. I mean, it was just something something was off. Yeah, we We felt like the slightest bit uncomfortable. We had an experience before and like part of my camp conversation with Dan, we were talking and he was like at one point he was like, yeah, it's nice talking to you. And I was like, yeah, same. Actually, like we ended up like chopping it up a lot. And like we were talking for a long time. And I was like, honestly, um, social situations like this aren't like usually my forte like I don't usually have these like full-blown conversations with people so like at to some degree I like did feel comfortable talking to him when we were talking about like normal shit um but it was still like there was a light bulb in my head like where is this gonna go what is like what what is this what is this situation? Where we couldn't read it. No, that that was what's weird. We could always read yeah. what's going to happen when we're like with a group of people meeting new people. Like you, you can usually like compartmentalize what's going to happen. Right. Um, but I mean, maybe they felt it too, because then we went, we came out of the bathroom and they were like, uh, Bob was like, do you guys want to come back to my place? Like for a drink or something? And obviously that sounds like the biggest red flag of a sentence you can ever get from a guy at a bar. <laughs> but again, we really weren't that drunk. Mm-mm. Um, I, you know, he offered a drink back at his place, but I didn't plan on even drinking a drink at his place. I was just like, the night's young, like new experience. Like that whole night for us was like, let's just do like new things. Like people are inviting right. us places. Let's just like go explore. So, you know, I look at Alex and she kind of shrugs and I'm like, let's, oh, let's, let's just go. go, whatever. Let's just go. It was not that far. Like we could always leave. And, um, they call an Uber and we like Uber back to his house, whatever. And we get up to his apartment and apartment was cool, whatever. And, um, he walks, like I walk over with him to his bar cart. We're at Bob's place, by the way. And he was like, okay, like this is all I have, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, like I'll grab some cups and do you have any mixers? And he was like, ah, like, let's go check. So we go into his kitchen, you and Dan are on, like settling in on the couch, whatever, like setting your shit down. And, um, uh, he opens his fridge and I see like a iced tea in there. And I was like, oh, like we could use that. And he's like, oh yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let's see if I have ice. And he, he didn't have any ice. So obviously seeing that we didn't have enough ice, he just like grabbed the bottle. I think it was of like Tito's or something. And then the iced tea and like brought it to the table assuming like we'd all just pass it around whatever we literally never ended up passing it around but he sat it down on the table he sits down on the couch um it's like a sectional l couch so he's in like the long part of the l alex and dan are in like the middle to the end and i'm on like an ottoman kind of in the middle of the room like farthest away from bob to be honest Mm -hmm. because at this point dan was telling a story that i was kind of interested in so i was sitting more close to you and dan and this is like this is when I knew okay like we're 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 gonna leave here very soon yeah. like this it's gonna expire soon. There was like no music on at this point. I think Bob was like shuffling through his thing, what's it called? Yeah, his TV like looking for music. But he looks at me and he's like, "Kristen, come here," and like pats on the couch like to come sit next to him. And I was like, immediately no, immediately no. Like oh. it just felt it felt so so bad. unnatural. And I was like, hold on, like I'm like and I like pointed that I'm listening to. Dan and Alex whatever they're talking about and I noticed him kind of like roll his eyes and I was like oh 
what the fuck? Yeah. So then uh, Dan's still in his story and Bob like interrupts what Dan's saying. And is like, hey, dude, you got the puff bar? Like just totally like. Almost like tantruming that we were all in a conversation and he wasn't included. Exactly. And Dan was like, no, dude, I told you, like, I don't have it. Continues his story. So I look over at a table close to Bob and I see a puff bar standing on it. I was like, oh, I think it's right. Like, is that it? The red one? And he was like, "Uh, yeah, it is. Can you get it? And I was like, no way. You're closer. Like, I totally thought he was fucking with me like we do that all the time we're like right. can you get up and fill my water no, you're water? closer no, you get it like you fucking around whatever right and i was like no you get it and he goes really like i thought that would be nice a nice gesture for you to get up and get it for me but okay like you can leave if you want to dead serious dead serious you guys like not an emotion in his face and i like you texted air, me oh yeah the air went still I immediately looked out at my phone and text Alex, obviously girl on some girl code shit. She gets the message right away. If you're, if you are out guys and one of your girls texts you or gives you the eye, I don't care how well you're getting along with your guy. Respect that they want to leave and you guys leave as a pack. That is always the rule. That's what Alex and I've always lived by. What did I text you? Okay, so you, first of all, hold on. Let me preface this by saying one of them had taken off, or they both took off their shoes. Oh, yeah. But one of their, like, I don't know whose it was, but it reeked of stinky no, feet. stinky feet. It, it was, was really bad. bad. So <laughs> uh, Kristen texted me. First of all, we're, like, still in the conversation. I didn't really catch the, like, puff interaction, but, like, because Dan was still talking. Mm-hmm. But we were still in the middle of conversation and Kristen texted and said, let's go. I said, yeah, feet stink. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, seriously. So because I didn't like I said, I didn't catch the yeah. pup interaction. So I didn't see. The, you thought like, I was just like, let's go. I, yeah, I thought you were just like ready to go. I was like, yeah, yeah feet stink. She said, seriously, please initiate it. And then I think we we're I think I stood up. You Remember? physically you were just like, yep. I he physically he was in the middle of a conversation and I literally just like stood fully stood up yep. and like I kind of let him finish his sentence and then I looked at Kristen and I was like I think we're gonna go and they both were just like sitting there and like looked up at us didn't move a muscle and they're like all right bye and we like ran towards the door and it was one of the it was one of those doors where like as I was going for it 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 like almost locks in position until you like pulley full it down pull it down yep and uh, I went, I was going towards it in like slow motion in my head. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be locked. This is it. This is where we die. <laughs> it's going to be locked. But we got out and we like yeah. rushed to the elevator. We're like pressing the elevator button. No, I ran. Was like, yeah. Like, I as almost come like, it, when we got to the bottom, he lived in a building with like, there was a, it almost like had hotel vibes. Yes, very hotel. The like main lobby had a like check-in guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I looked at him, and he kind of, like, I don't know if you looked at him, but he yes. kind of looked our way, like, I know. I thought the same thing, Alex. Yeah. I thought the same thing, that he knew exactly why we were leaving. Yep. Whoa. And, like, I almost felt, like, comforted. No, I was like, like thank you, I love you. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought, yeah. okay. Yeah. Whoa, I'm, I'm glad that we came to this. We, right. didn't, we didn't talk about that part. Nuh-uh. So we we go out to the street and we we get a car home whatever but the whole way home we're just like in Dude, silence that was fucking are weird you serious it was the weirdest thing you guys i don't know what that was i like it was so, so and okay um when me and dan had first like i said it was full like we were fully talking there was no like physical attraction it, i thought we were both just wingmanning but when we sat down, uh, we were like, I, we were this far apart. Like it was super like distant and we were like still talking and, uh, we were talking about like our top three favorite songs and like I was playing them on the TV. And then when Bob came and sat over, he like sat kind of like right here. So I physically like had to move closer to Dan and I was like, is this okay? Like, you want to like scooch over a little bit? And he was like yeah if it were up to me you'd be pressed up against me and like kind of under his breath and I like I kind of like sat back and was like okay that was clocked 
fucking weird. That like, and that's when I immediately like, okay, I need to, because at that point I didn't know whether or not you're going to come back and bring drinks. So I was like, right. Alex, you're not taking a sip of this alcohol. Oh yeah, no, like I'd... you're, you need to be on high alert from here on out. Yep. Uh, anyway, the rest of the what Kristen had said happened, but the next day, we <laughs> we both get DMs. Oh no, he texted he you texted that night. Me. Yeah, because he before we went home with them he got my number and I genuinely thought like okay like yeah like I I could have seen us hanging out again right not anymore though he texted or you you'll pull you have the dm I have the dm okay read that first I'll pull up the text well he texted you that night right yeah okay anyway this is what uh Dan had said hey Alex what's up you left so suddenly last night haha we have a theory as to why that happened and the first one the first this is two different uh, DMs. The first one, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm not going to respond. Like, if you don't understand why we dipped. like, yeah, I get the pick. Yeah. Um, but when he said we have a theory as to why that happened, I was a little intrigued. For sure. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's hear it. And he said, you or Kristen saw the woman's jacket hanging on the door. Bob and his now ex broke up like a week ago, and she's staying with a friend until moving out. Most of her stuff is still here, though. We never saw that jacket, you guys. First of all, for you to think that we, were we like, saw a woman's jacket <sighs> hanging on the door. We have to go. Bitch, who? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're so upset we have to leave. Like, we are not the only women in these men's life. Fuck these men. And first of all, a jacket hanging on the back of the door. How, like, what does it have to look like to be distinguished as a woman's jacket? Right, pink. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's when when you walk into a new place, you don't clock shit like that. I'm not like, looking at jackets on the back of the door. Nope. I don't like. I thought I thought he was gonna be like, oh, you guys were upset that we didn't have any more alcohol or something a little more obvious, right? Something like just more generic, believable. But right. a jacket? Uh, no, no. Sorry, like, sorry, Dan, you were very wrong. Yeah. So I responded. I said, not quite it. Honestly, the vibes were just off. I hope you guys had a good rest of your night, though. And then he said, got it. You too. It was good to meet you. And I'm thinking, like, do you really think it went well? Some people. Some people think that was a good night. Yeah. Yeah. It was so bizarre. It was so bizarre. Um, So what did, yeah, what did uh, Dan, or sorry, Bob. He he texted me. He said, uh. So sad you left. Sorry if I did something wrong. <laughs> I obviously never fucking responded. And he hasn't texted since or anything. Oh, you! I, I didn't realize you didn't respond. No, I'm not going to say anything. Once mm-hmm. once you had, like, talked about it. Figured out the. Dan, I figured, like, they can talk amongst themselves. I right. was not entertaining it Because it was almost like if he would have said it, uh, Dan, in the DMs, if he was like, honestly, sorry, we were, like, super off last night. We had been drinking all day. Right. It would have been like, okay, I get it. Probably not going to hang out with you again, but like, I get it. It makes sense. Yes. It. This was just like in every aspect of the situation, so weird. It, it was. <laughs> I, there's no other word for it. We're just going to sit here in silence, keep trying to find a word for it. Let us know what you guys think, though, yeah. of that story. But we, you know what, we did say when we we're in like the taxi home, we were like, well. We could tell this on the podcast. <laughs> like it turned into like, and I think that's why when we gave each other the look at the bar, we both realized, okay, like we're both on the same level of buzzed. We both got like our goggles on. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do this for the story. Yes, that was exactly it. Like yep. that's been a, a a motive behind a lot of things we've wanted to do here. Is like. Let's do it for the podcast. Let's do it for the podcast. Like, there's always a story involved. So, and this was quite. This is probably the top one so far. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get into some podcast stuff. What are you wearing? What's your song of the day? Um, I haven't seen you wear that flannel. I in a was long gonna time. say I don't. I mean, I've probably worn it like maybe on one or two apps, but this is this flannel from Free People, and it was one of those ones that like. I got it probably in like 2016, but I had had my eye on it for like a year and a half. And I was like, cause it's 
pretty i think it was like 148 dollars a lot for a fucking flannel but it's like a full jacket it zips you've had it forever too. i've had it forever it has like these really cool stud detailing on the side it was just one of those ones i had on i had my eye on forever and i was like i'm gonna get that when i i don't know like get a big paycheck from work at the time i was working at like a retail store but yeah. anyway it was like a reward jacket and i it's like a reward it's like a <laughs> i'll never get rid of it it's really cute don't, i love it mm-hmm. it's flannel season yeah Woo! that's why i put it on it's fall it's fall it's actually really hot today but when it's do nice the clocks today. go back do you know i'm gonna tell you beats me don't know um anyway yeah i'm wearing this and just like a tank underneath and then these are uh, uh these are from asos they came in just like a pack of five those are nice socks and they they they're really nice these are the most plain ones in the pack the other ones have little bugs on them <gasps> like realistic or like animated bugs i wouldn't say uh, more like clip art bugs Ooh, freaky yeah that's some i mean bugs. like ladybugs and bees okay and butterflies i have a butterfly pair okay that's really fucking spooky. <laughs> anyway um, I'm wearing my New York Knicks sweats because we live in New York now, so we like the Knicks. Knicks? The Knicks. We want to go to a game really bad, so let us know if your dad has box seats. <gasps> you see my eyes light up? Literally, any of you have a connect, like, let us have your tickets. Come on. It'll Come be on. fun. Um, they're really cool, though. They're, like, vintage vibe, and um, they have, like, all the patches on the sides of the leg. They're really cozy, and Pete Davidson likes the Knicks. He was in my dream last night. Anyway, <laughs> I'm also wearing <laughs> a white tank top. And then these thin, I'm wearing thin socks. They don't go with the vibe of my outfit. They're like frilly <laughs> lace socks. But they're thin because I'm hot. I didn't want to wear hot socks like while I'm already hot. Yeah. So. And socks, like your feet are the thermometer of your body. And then your ears too. But our ears are already covered. Always covered. Like, I'm always hot when we podcast for that reason. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm wearing. What's your song of the day? Oh, uh, let me find it. My song of the day is by Fletcher. She just dropped a new album. Shit's fire. Um, But my favorite song on the album is Better Version. It's it's such a good album. I, I was saying to Alex the other day, like, she's, you know, she she's still, like, in her climb i wouldn't even say she's in her prime yet like she's still a relatively new artist but um i really what's the word like commend her is that the word admire admire how she's like how do i say this she stays in her sound but she still switches it up i feel like when artists get new like she stays true to herself right they'll like they'll get big with like one certain sound and then like randomly switch it up and everybody's like what the hell was this like she just constantly stays a no skipper artist for me and it's such a good album but my specific song is better version go listen to it Ooh, i like that one um okay i just sent this to you because i've been meaning to send to you Mm. uh this is called everything is just a a mess by the brook and the buff wait the brook and the bluff so that sounds like a like a restaurant yeah and they sell like craft burgers and like wings (laughs) 100 percent uh yeah it's a good song it's cute and like hella aeolis <laughs> really good aeolis we've yet to find our favorite ranch out here oh yeah i didn't think about that i think that's all i think about it right <laughs> i don't think it's like a big thing yeah because you don't get ranch I'm, with your pizza here and like that's usually the biggest market for ranch wherever you are and every time we ask for ranch at like a restaurant with our fries they're always like well we have an aeoli and then it's like mid. It's like mayonnaise. Right. Guys, I made mayonnaise from scratch. If you're wondering, I got an immersion blender and I made mayonnaise <laughs> from scratch. It's really easy. It's just egg and Dijon oil. and literally a cup <laughs> of fucking oil. <laughs> Making mayonnaise from scratch made me realize how bad mayonnaise is for you. But it's so good. I love mayonnaise. Mayonnaise forever. I think people who are grossed out by mayonnaise are just children. doing it because they're children or they're doing it because everybody else says they don't like it so they're just bandwagon there was always like the one popular kid in like fifth grade who was like ew mayonnaise mayonnaise. and then like that's what made it not cool and the word moist i think moist and mayonnaise being like something people don't like is all a fad yep that we need to drop drop it it's a great adjective leanna hates the word moist she doesn't like belly either (laughs) or uh tit 
tit. Oh, yeah, she didn't like tit. <laughs> so Liana was that girl growing up for us. She didn't like, or, no, she likes mayonnaise. She likes mayonnaise. Anyway, not the point. Let's yeah. get into this. Um, this week's episode, we just figured we all had a weird week. Yeah, it was a... I have a bubble in my throat. I'm sorry. Um, I think we all, like, silently had a weird week. And yeah. then when we all came together on discord everyone was like we've been having a weird week too Mm -hmm. and we all kind of like it wasn't weren't like seven different planets in retrograde or something i think they still are too but yeah it it wasn't like a at least for me it wasn't like a a sad week necessarily Uh -uh. like not like one of those low vibrational weeks it was just like it was like a tilt it was drawn out and i was also sick Mm -hmm. so everything else felt like heavy in that sense too like it was just weird so once we figured that several other people and of our listeners were in the same boat we we're like let's just do a general advice episode yeah and as i was reading through i noticed like a lot of us all kind of been going through the same thing so i'm really glad we did this let me pick which one do i want to do first Ooh, okay this is a good one hey alex and Kristen, my name's ebony your podcast is the only one i watch between you wow. and me i skip class every tuesday for it oh my god don't go do to school that. don't do that holy shit <laughs> you said i'm from new zealand oh sick all right you're uh, good. <laughs> no go to class yeah. we will always be here for real so let's not waste time and get straight into it i've been treated horribly in every single relationship i've ever been in i'm well aware of what i can bring to the table and it's never been matched after my my last relationship i swore against relationships forever because that one convinced me the pain wasn't worth the love until i met this guy in the most romantic way possible on bumble (laughs) <laughs> he is cute as ever and ticks every single box i have his love languages meet mine to a t he asked what i was looking for and i suppose to make him happy i said i was looking for a relationship because i knew he was too i wanted to stay single prior to prioritize myself my friends family and my study and now two months into a relationship with him never been happier and have never been treated so well i've met his parents he's met mine why I ask if I'm the red flag. Oh, yeah. Let me say the um, title of this email was, am I now the red flag? Oh, gotcha. Why I ask if I'm the red flag is because I almost still want to be single. I can feel myself getting distracted by the rose-colored glasses and spending every moment I can with him. It's like a war between myself. It's like a reward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to run from this because the greatest people tend to come into your life when you least expect it. And I know for sure I'd regret leaving this kid. But I still can't help but miss who I was when I was single. I've also not fully healed from all the past trauma I faced in relationships. And I'm scared he's just going to figure out who he's figure out he's had enough of me and dip a bit of double edged sword because I'm scared he's going to leave. But I'm debating on whether I should any advice on figuring out whether this is normal, a case of my past trauma speaking a little too loud or is it my gut telling me something? Feel free to not sugarcoat it. I need some brutal big sister advice. All my, of my love to you and yours always. And a purple heart. I love the don't sugarcoat it. Yep. Like I, I that, always that makes me feel better. Right. Giving a response. I was because sometimes I feel like I have to like. Okay, I don't want to like hurt your feelings with like being brutal, but like mm-hmm. thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um. So listen up. <laughs> <laughs> this one's tough because I feel like we can all relate to this when we want to try and distinguish whether or not to trust our gut feeling. Um, I, I want to say maybe you should give yourself some time to be single. I think that's, if that's what you truly wanted, you'll only benefit from it in the end. If you guys were meant to be together, you'll come back to together when it's your time. Um, that's not to take away from your guys's connection and like how good he treats you. Maybe this is just like a, a spot on your timeline where he's treating you what you do deserve or he's showing you what you do, do deserve. Right. Um, I, if you feel like you're stringing him along, maybe this is a conversation that you should have with him and like be straight up, be like, honestly, when you had first asked me what I was looking for from, from this, when I had said a relationship, I wasn't being like fully honest. Uh, I did kind of 
go into these this next phase of my life thinking I wanted to be single and giving myself the time. And if you do say like you miss that part of yourself, it sounds like maybe you lost a bit of that. And I think any relationship, no matter how good it seems, if you lose a bit of yourself, there's that's still a big red flag. Um, yeah, what do you think? It definitely alarmed me when you said, I said I wanted a relationship because I knew that's what he wanted. Right. That's definitely a rocky foundation to start a relationship on is that, you know, for lack of a better word, dishonesty from mm-hmm. you. Um, I'm glad that, you know, it ended up being okay and it's a great relationship and he treats you as you should be treated, as you want to be treated. Um, you wanting to be single, I I get that. I freaking relate to that. But then you also said, like, it, se- it seemed like there was an element of you not really being happy with yourself as an individual, like talking kind of down on yourself for your past traumas. It seemed like a, a self-esteem thing, which I can also relate to. Um, I don't, I guess I want you to ask yourself what part of being single do you want back? Is it, you want to like see other people? Cause then, I mean, I think we can all agree. That's a, that's a big reason. Okay. Yes. Get out of the relationship. You're clearly still wanting to explore other humans, but if it's simply because you, you know, you might not think you deserve to be in a relationship yet. You might not feel, um, ready. Like you said on like your healing timeline, um, then like Alex said, that's, that's another, that's a, that's more of a reason to get out of the relationship. But I think before you make any decision, express this to him right? and let him know where you're at on your healing journey. Uh, I don't think you should be afraid of him like figuring out who you are and like leaving you for that. I mean, if that ends up happening, then he ain't the one anyway. Right. This is a very like common relatable thing that we go through especially when we start new relationships yeah um and you had said that you know you you felt like you didn't deserve love and you were done with love forever and like you said be straight up I think that's dramatic I do too um I thought the same thing I'm like you're not done with love forever no like you in your blood it's in your blood you have gone through some shitty situations and it's very clear that you are learning from them. There's a lot of people who stay in those cycles and, and like wholeheartedly believe that's all they can get. And it's, it's very clear that, you know, you deserve better and you could see what this guy brings to the table is better. And sometimes we like on the other side of it, sometimes we do have to force ourselves in these situations to understand that they are what we deserve Uh, so if that is like kind of getting over that hump of wanting to stay single, maybe take a step back and think, do you want to stay single because you are like afraid of getting hurt or afraid of what's good to come? Cause I mean, I touched, we talked about this. What was it? Episode two, Mm -hmm. um, self-love and self-esteem, kind of like what you were saying. We only stay in these situations because they're a comfort to us and they think they're what we deserve. So, like, maybe staying single is just, like, a way for you to keep yourself safe from potentially getting hurt. Exactly. So, if you force, I mean, don't, like, force yourself in the situation, but kind of break through that barrier barrier of the... The barrier. The barrier. (laughs) Well, you are from New Zealand, so... Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Fuck. Um, (laughs) uh, Break through that barrier of the uncomfort, you'll kind of start to settle into what you actually deserve. And from what we can tell, he sounds like a good guy, so... I don't know. I take my answer back. <laughs> What's your answer? So, well, I had originally said be single, but like maybe this is what you need. I think it's just you got to ask yourself the questions that we're asking. Right. But, like, don't let us tell you how you feel. But I will say when you ask yourself the question after you listen to this, the first thing you think of is your answer. That's don't your, try no. and formulate your answer to what you th- like. No, the first thing that comes to mind is your answer. And regardless where you end up, I think he at least deserves to know what you're like, yes. what's on your mind. You guys exactly. are in a relationship. You got to be honest. And like it, it doesn't have to be so serious. You could literally be like, remember when I told you I was fully ready for a relationship? I kind of wasn't in my head, but I did a lot of thinking and like now I'm super happy with what, and this is only if you end up in this place, obviously, but like you don't have to be so like, it's, I have to tell you something. Right. It's, it's, it's not that, it's not that serious. Yeah. 
All right, my first one. The subject line is, my boss and I can't stop fucking each other. He has a girlfriend. Please help. <laughs> Holy shit. No, it was, I honestly, I didn't even fully read this one. I was just <laughs> like, I have to, we have to read this based off the subject line. Uh, can you keep a non? Yes, of course. Hi, besties. This is going to be long and messy, so I'm really sorry in advance. Some backstory. I started my job a little over a year ago where I met, let's call him George. Ew, wait, no, Ross, <laughs> because I'm watching Friends. Yes. <laughs> oh, and Ross is so sexy. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> we instantly hit it off. Amazing chemistry. Similar humor. The banter between us is like out of a story. He's insanely charming and a complete dork. Exactly my type. <laughs> we had this energy like we'd known each other forever. He told me within a day or two that he lived with his girlfriend. We'll call her Julie because he must decide, even though I made him, I made them up, he must decide. Okay. And, you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to interject. No, Julie is a love interest of Ross in the show. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. I get it. <laughs> I, honestly, I needed that. Thank you. And I, uh, and I was obviously crushed, but it, it didn't seem to affect our budding relationship friendship we were both very respectful of his relationship and made sure to not cross any boundaries due to the nature of our job we spend a lot of time together every shift soon subtle flirtations started to be thrown into our banter at first i brushed it off as a harmless since i knew it wouldn't go anywhere but then i started noticing the little things he'd do buying me lunch checking and making sure if i was okay during peak hours because i get flustered really easily giving me rides home constantly where we'd spend hours talking in his car, using any excuse to talk to me and spend time with me. We even picked up on each other's vocabulary and mannerisms. Oh my God. That's how you know you're spending a lot of time with somebody. Anytime, uh, anytime we were out with coworkers or at kickbacks, he'd spend the night talking to me. Even if Julie was there, Holy shit, Ross. (sighs) Eventually, the sexual tension started building, and so did my feelings for him. One day, we got into a pretty heated argument, screaming at one another over something stupid, and all those pent-up feelings were let out. We felt extremely guilty afterwards. I told him it was his decision whether he wanted to tell Julie anything. Our friendship got pretty distant afterwards, so we wouldn't make the mistake again. We eventually talked and came to the conclusion that we missed being friends and needed to respect the boundary of his relationship. That didn't go well. A drunken night led to another indiscretion, one we didn't we just didn't discuss and pretend it didn't happen. We continued to hang out and get closer and closer. Fast forward a few months, Ross and I are hanging out pretty much every day in and out of work. We hadn't slept together since the drunk night, but it was clear the tension was building again. Things changed one day when we were goofing around and ended up slow dancing in my kitchen and he told me he thought he was falling in love with me. Holy fucking shit. I told him I felt the same, but nothing could happen as long as he he was with Julie. Nothing really changed from there except we were more physical with one another. I just, sorry, I had justified it up until this point since we weren't actually having sex, basically keeping everything above the waist. Another drunk night. At this point, we were letting a bunch of sexual tension build up over a few weeks and then sleeping together. What's even worse is I'm friends with Julie. Oh, my okay. God. I know that's oh, sorry. I know what we're doing is wrong and we try our hardest to not let it happen between us, but it does. He's my best friend and I don't want to lose that aspect, but we can't help our feelings for one another. His actions reflect his words. I don't know what to do. I know I'm going to get karma for this, and usually relationships that start with cheating end with cheating. All right, you said it. Yeah. I was going to say that. You said it. Um, But I'm so in love with him. Please help. Thanks. I guess this makes me Rachel, but, like, not really. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay, you said it. If he does end up leaving Julie and you guys go with things, you, you do have to remember how this started. Um. But even before that happens, if it even happens, um, is I sometimes question like really passionate connections like this. Honestly, this is actually Mm. a very um, common entry we get on our Patreon kind of more often than you think people like sleeping with coworkers, bosses, like, you know, shitting where you eat. Um, And people are it, it usually it's always this really passionate thing. And I think it's because, like... It's the thrill. It's the temptation. It's the thrill. And that's something 
I want you to ask yourself. Um, obviously, there's still are connections that can just be made in the workplace regardless of the workplace like that's just how the universe god whoever pushed you guys to meet each other but i think a lot of like cheating and like that type of thing is a thrill for a lot of people so remember that when it comes to um thinking about like real feelings and like possible future with this person um is it are you guys built off sneaking around or is there actually something there um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know really. My, what else to say. my, my thing is, is like, he says he's in love with you. Right. And kind of piggybacking off of if he does leave Julie and he is with you and in a relationship, how, like, who's to say whether or not he meets someone else falls in love with them. And like, he isn't telling Julie that he's in love with someone else. What makes him think that he needs to tell you that he's like, it's just an, it seems like an endless cycle at this point. Like if this person really, you had said that his actions meet his words, but like quite literally they don't No. Um, if he was really in love with you and he did see a future with you, you, Julie would be out of the question or out of the situation at this point. Like, why is he still with her? Yep. That's exactly it. And like, if, if you're friends with her. Are there any situations where she like brings up like, I think he's cheating on me. Like clearly if she's not questioning their relationship, he's doing the same thing Mm -hmm. to her. And he like homeboy's just good with his fucking actions at this point. Like he could be leading. He's having his cake and he's eating it too. Like, I'm sorry. I hate to be so brutal, but like there's something that's stopping him from breaking up with Julie. At this point, I don't think he will. Like you haven't, you haven't set the expectation that like something needs to change for your guys' relationship to continue. Like he's just going to keep doing what he's doing. Yep. He's living a Wattpad story right now. Literally he likes it. So just see where you're at. But you know, on the contrary, if you're just cool with like fucking, that's one thing, but you, I don't know. You said it sounds like love. you said the L word, you got some serious feelings. Like you also don't want to bruise yourself and your heart for future love, future healthy love. And right take us i mean like we said there's a lot of thrill in all of this and like it's fun sneaking around and all of that but like kind of step away from the situation and think if i met this guy randomly and we didn't have this immediate connection is this someone who i'd go for knowing that he is like willingly cheating on his girlfriend okay my next one hi just wanted to share this with complete strangers because it's been driving me insane I'm getting married soon to my absolute best friend, best guy I've ever met in my whole life. However, his best friend is a complete piece of shit, lol. She's very selfish, and the friendship was always very one-sided, but I tried really hard because I love my fiancé, and that's his best friend. Why they're best friends is beyond me. Anyway, we had a huge blowout a few weeks ago, and I ended up blocking her on everything and telling her to not speak to me. The catch is, she's his best man, lol. So I've been stressing about that. She tends to always make things about her. So I am praying she doesn't somehow make my wedding day about her. If only I could send you girls screenshots of the gaslighting she she did to me. Straight up lying to me to make her seem like the victim and blaming mental health. When really she later admitted it wasn't because of that. And I was actually right. It was mind blowing. Love you girls. Anonymous please. Okay. This one's hard. Um, Just because I feel like we don't know the full situation. But is this a conversation you've had with your fiance? Like, is he aware of her actions? I don't know. I feel like if he knew everything that went on, like the gaslighting and stuff, maybe he would take a step back and think it's probably best if she's not my best man. Yeah. I don't know. There seems like some kind of um, there's missing pieces here, like Mm -hmm. miscommunication, maybe Um, either way. It's that it's fucked up that she's treating you this way and like no one deserves to be treated like this and i'm really sorry show him the screenshots (laughs) right like he he needs to be made fully aware of your feeling like they're not just like i don't like her feelings and they're valid feelings um fuck the wedding thing and like her making it about her i don't even know how complex there yeah That's, that's really interesting i i hate hearing these stories and they they happen so often the entries we get like spouses partners whatever 
that just really don't care that their person doesn't get along with their friends. Right. How could you like not care about that? It's that's like the number one thing. Yes. Like, they, you got to get along. You have to like my friends and my friends have to like you. Like not, you know, buddy, buddy, but like there's got to be a, a, respect a respect there at least. And it sounds like there's not. Yeah. You got to you got to show him the, the text. Right. Okay. My next one. The subject is 22 married, maybe getting divorced. Hi, Alex and Kristen. I got married in the fall of 2021 at the age 21. I know that's really young, but I'm from the Midwest and there's really not much to do here. If you know, you know. <laughs> at, at the time, I was so in love and we were working towards similar goals. We already owned a house together and I have graduated college with a dual degree. Shortly before we got married, my husband quit his job. We've almost been married for a year and he hasn't worked the entire time. At the beginning, I was okay with it because he was really working on his mental health, but now I feel a bit taken advantage of. I work two jobs and do most of the housework. I'm so stressed and we're living paycheck to paycheck. Anytime I bring it up, he gets really upset and he claims he's looking for a job, but it always feels like there's a reason job interviews don't work out. He used to be incredibly driven and had similar goals as mine. I still love him, but I don't like feeling responsible for him. I literally have no idea what to do. I need some advice from my honorary big sisters. Please keep anonymous. You are so fucking valid to be upset by this. Like it, it does seem like a laziness right now. And I'm, you know, I don't mean to downplay the the mental health aspect, but you even said like, it doesn't even seem like that's the problem anymore. Um, it does get to a point where like we have to love and support our partners and like, you know, be there for them and be gentle with them. But, also motivate them and inspire them and you know even communicating like hey straight up I'm working I'm bringing in all the income like at the very least can the house be clean and it, it just expressing how you feel if you haven't already um I don't want to say like create an ultimatum but like well, just kind of hope like at the end of the day it like it sounds like your guys's dynamic fully changed like yeah it sounds like you've turned into this almost like mother figure and like you had even said you don't feel you don't like that you're feeling like you're taking care of him Ugh. and that in and of itself is a reason to sit down and have a conversation about like either it needs to go back to like I don't know we need to feel like equals again mm -hmm. so like the di the dynamic needs to switch up in general so yeah I fuck I, I would just be so, I mean, honestly, you have to be so brutally honest in a situation yeah. like this because he's clearly not getting the picture for what it is. He's not just... He's not taking it seriously. He's not seeing that his wife is bringing in all the income and doing all the work and he's still sitting there. Like, you got to lay it out now because yep. he's not getting the, the signs. I would just be like, dude, like, I got to, like, save money for myself. I can't be paying for both of us like this. At this point, like, I feel like I would almost, like, start giving situations that I might have to turn into. Like, do I need to move out? Right. Like, we can't afford this place if it's just, like, should we, we need everything? to, yeah, things got to change. And Let him know that change is the next step. So is it going to be you or is it going to be the relationship? Right. Okay. My next one. Oh, hey, ladies. Okay, so listening to episode one, season three, all I could think of was literally same. LOL. <laughs> I have just moved to Aussie from New, from New Zealand and like you have kept and like you have kept my job. So I'm working 100 percent remotely and I met an amazing guy just two weeks before I left. I was thinking I should contact them for some advice on this because what the actual fuck am I? Oh, wait. What the actual Hell or fuck? I don't even forgot a word. I'm going to say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what the actual fuck am I going to do here? Have started my new life here. Now I'm feeling super invested in this guy and him with me. I have organized a trip to go visit him in a couple weeks as I figured I have nothing to lose. And that way we can now s know sooner than later if it's worth giving this a real long distance shot. I think he could be something special. So I'm leaning towards just giving it a shot, eh? Should I trust the power of divine timing or is this just not that? Love you girls. Keep being hot and cool. Cheers. Anon. Keep being hot and cool. <laughs> hot and cool and cool and hot. Um, okay. I relate to this 
quite heavily when I, like I had said in episode one, when I had first moved here, I had this really strong connection with this guy and I had even questioned in my head, uh, am I silly for leaving? Like, is this, am I leaving this thing behind that was meant to keep me in LA? Should I consider a long distance? Blah, blah, blah. I will say those feelings are super strong because you are in a new place. And I know now that I was going through those debates in my head because I did find comfort in that, that feeling of the connection between us. Um, when you had said you have a trip planned for you guys to meet, I don't know, is he going out to see you or are you going back to see him? Um, uh, Either way, they're going to meet up. Either way, you guys are going to meet up. But I, we had actually a plan for him to come visit me a couple, maybe like a few weeks after. But then my grandpa passed away and I took that as a huge sign that I wasn't supposed to see him out here um, because I had obviously gone back to the Bay Area. But it, needless to say, like it gave me time to really step away from the situation and kind of look at it for what it was. And it. I think, hmm, I think give yourself time to settle in and see yourself in this new spot and this new, this new country and give yourself time to like really build your foundation as an individual out there. Uh, If you guys are meant to be together, then you'll know when you are settled in as an individual, but I think you just need time. I don't know. Seeing him so quickly after you moving is it's hard because it is a way of like falling back into that comfort yeah. of the of the connection that you guys have, which I don't want to I like I don't know your guys connection. I don't want to take away from that. But that connection will still be there when you are settled in. And if it is still there and it's apparent that you guys are meant to be together, then that'll still show once you are settled. Oh. Um but I just think you need to give yourself time because I gave myself time and it made me realize that I was just falling into the comfort and I'm way better off without him out here. Yeah. I think no matter if it's meant to be or not, your, you know, your question was, should I just trust divine timing? A hundred percent. I mean, that's kind of like the situation I'm in right now. Like moving out here, I thought, you know, there was a part of me that was like, huh, I want, like, I wonder if this is going to like transform, you know, my feelings with Tanner and whatnot and like maybe make it make me realize like it was just like a comfort thing in California but like we've always just been long distance in that sense like with you know nurturing our connection long distance and we both just kind of trust divine timing I think like there's nothing wrong with staying in contact with somebody that you have a connection with I don't think you need to cut off connection with him at all but you you still gotta like look at your life as your life and like don't let it hold you back a whole country away. Right. Make sure you're still giving yourself the grace and the experience of this like beautiful move that you just made. Congratulations, by the way, that's fucking huge for, you know, whatever reason it was, that's, that's a big move to do um, alone or even with a friend. Like that, that takes a lot of courage. So be proud of yourself and still make sure you're like putting yourself out there. But I don't think you need to like be worried about like, do I need to cut it off or do I need to like right. nurture it? The decision isn't needed now. No, just like write it out and just make sure you're giving yourself the, the, the time of day and the space in your new area. Mm-hmm. Okay. My next one, the subject is, should I feel guilty? Hi ladies. Love the podcast. I've been listening since before video was even around. Oh my God. That Ooh. sounds like, but that sounds like they're <laughs> saying like 19 right. like before like video was a thing. Um, and I can't get enough. So in the beginning of this year, in April, I got out of a five-year toxic relationship with my high school boyfriend. Mm. I ended things with him. I was out of love for over a year before I got the courage to end things off. I recently been feeling like I'm ready to get back into the dating world. However, I haven't really ever dated before. I got into my past relationship when I was 17 and just got out of it at age 23. I've been texting these two different guys. I have a date planned with one this weekend and another one in two weekends, but I can't help feeling guilty. Do I have anything to feel guilty over? For some reason, I feel bad talking and flirting with both of them. 
Is that wrong? Love you both and hope you all have a great week. Absolutely not. You're dating. Yeah, that's don't feel bad to feel guilty about straight up. They're probably doing the same thing. And that's not, you know, that's not to make you feel any less with the connection you're having with each of them. But that is dating. And that's what you'll learn as you continue to date is, you know, like it's. I relate to you because you you have a relationship mentality because that's all you've known up until this point. I relate to that heavy. But there's like this kind of line you have to cross and get used to once you start dating that dating isn't like a relationship when you give yourself to one person. Dating's quite literally the opposite. Right. So don't feel guilty about that. And did she say when they got together, her and her ex? High school. Hi, okay. They were 17. High school dating. And you were in a five-year relationship. Like, me and Kristen both relate to that heavy. Mm-hmm. Dating in high school isn't dating in the real world. No. Like, when you are talking to someone in high school, that is the, like, precursor to being in a relationship. And when you're talking to someone, it's quite frowned upon to be talking to someone else at the same time. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the real world, that talking phase is dating. Great point. Like, you don't – you're not – talking to someone in the real like adult dating world right unless it is a mutual exclusive thing that you guys have talked about 